Hello and welcome to the New York Farm Bureau's Weekly News Bite, bringing you the latest news from the New York State agriculture world. Hi, this is Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. Thanks for joining us for this week's New York Farm Bureau News Bites. New York Farm Bureau hosted the leadership team of New York State Department of Agricultural and Markets on June 22nd for its monthly webinar for members. Ag and Markets Commissioner Richard Ball introduced his deputy commissioners and division directors, showcasing the breadth of work and services that the department provides. That work ranges from animal care, food safety, and economic development to the state fair and food access programs. Here's Commissioner Ball. So I have to say that now, having been there since 2014 and getting to meet commissioners, secretaries, directors from around the country and get to work with their teams on national issues, I've got to tell you that between our division directors and our deputy commissioners here that work for you in agriculture in New York State, I would stand them up against any other state. All of them are nationally recognized people and, and know their subject matter and area of expertise, you know, so well. Farm Bureau members also had the opportunity to ask questions of the commissioner and his team. One was looking forward at the state fair and what the future looks like for it in Syracuse. I'll take that one. If it's all right, Kim. <laughs> I know Sean is is excited about the the five year plan we have a, have ahead of us. As you know, we we put quite a lot of investment back into the fair over the last eight years, and we want to keep that going. But overall, in a conversation I had with the governor just as she was coming in and assuming her role, was how we elevate agriculture not just at the state fair but across all the county fairs. Keep it the focus of the fair. Sean mentioned to you briefly the capital plan for this coming year with the sheep barn, the goat barn. We've got some infrastructure things to do, but the greenhouse project is pretty exciting. And it's our mission to make sure that this just isn't a, a giant carnival. Food is fun and carnivals are fun, but we have a chance to say something. And I'm going to put this back on all of you a little bit. When you have a chance to have a, an audience right in front of you, 1.3 million or more people, is there something agriculture would like to say to those people? And so we're going to utilize the assets of the state fair year round to communicate the message that agriculture needs to remain a central and viable part of New York. Markets is also developing an outreach plan for farmers in the socially and economically disadvantaged and beginning farmer funds. More details will come out about those this summer. Commissioner Ball also highlighted the work of agriculture in being part of the solution to meeting climate goals in the state, while also working with NYSERDA to avoid solar panel development on the top four tiers of soil and actively farmed land in the state. This is to minimize and mitigate the impact of solar development on prime farmland. For the first time, Markets is also reviewing the projects as well, said the commissioner. The webinar is available for New York Farm Bureau members. You can find it under the Business Issues section under the Resources tab of the website, nyfb.org. Meanwhile, the Department of Agriculture and Markets is preparing to launch a new online farm directory to connect consumers to producers of farm products all across the state. Its aim is to help strengthen the local food supply chain. The farm directory will soon appear on the department's website and will show information for each listed farm, including the farm name, farm type, 
point of contact, as well as location information and how to reach the farm, either through website or social media. The creation of the farm directory comes from legislation passed last year in Albany to help promote New York-grown products. Now, this is important. Those who choose not to participate in the directory must notify the department of the decision by opting out. That's required by the law. Farmers may do this by returning the survey that was sent to them in the mail or through an online survey from the department. The link has been included in New York Farm Bureau's past weekly e-news alerts. And you can also call the Department of Ag and Markets for more information as well. In other news, New York Farm Bureau submitted comments to the Securities and Exchange Commission on the proposed rulemaking to enhance and standardize climate-related disclosures. The SEC is proposing a rule that would require registrants to provide certain climate-related information in their registration statements and annual reports. This includes potentially invasive and burdensome information about farms. The proposed rule would require information about a registrant's climate-related risks that are reasonably likely to have a material impact on its business, results of operation, or financial conditions. Farmers are not registrants or otherwise subject in any way to the jurisdiction and oversight of the SEC, but the proposed rule changes this. It would expand treatment of reporting of what's called Scope 3 greenhouse gas emissions, not only directly affecting farm operations, but in doing so may create multiple new sources of cost and liabilities for farms. These include almost certain reporting obligations, technical challenges, significant financial and operational disruptions, and the risk of financially crippling legal liabilities. In doing so, the rule would have meaningful consequences for farmers' ability to produce the country's food, fuel, and fiber, as well as for the security and stability of our country's ag supply chains. New York Farm Bureau's comments highlighted these concerns to the SEC, and a copy can be found on nyfb.org under Advocacy and Legislative Affairs. The U.S. Solicitor General, one of the highest-ranking officials in the Department of Justice, filed a brief to the U.S. Supreme Court in support of a challenge to California's Proposition 12. The state law seeks to ban the sale of pork from hogs that do not meet California's production standards, even if the pork was raised on farms outside of California. The American Farm Bureau Federation and the National Pork Producers Council filed the challenge, arguing Prop 12 violates the U.S. Constitution's Commerce Clause. And in the amicus brief, Solicitor General Elizabeth Prologer argues that AFBF and the National Pork Producers Council have stated a valid claim that Prop 12 violates the Constitution and will create burdens in interstate commerce. She said other states might well condition in-state sales or even more square feet of space per hog or on compliance with requirements concerning animals' feed, veterinary care, or virtually any other aspect of animal husbandry. But the combined effect of those regulations would be to effectively force an industry to conform to whatever state with market power is the greatest outlier. The president of AFBF, Sippy Duval, said the Solicitor General provides a powerful argument against the arbitrary production standards imposed by Prop 12. It's significant to have the Justice Department recognize the validity of our concerns and realize the unintended consequences of this misguided law. We share the goal of ensuring animals are well cared for, but Proposition 12 fails to advance animal health or food safety. Instead, it will make caring for animals more difficult and drive up the cost of food for families all across America. Applications are now available for young farmer and rancher competitive events. These events offer unique opportunities for members to learn about New York Farm Bureau while earning recognition and prizes and networking with other young farmers. To participate, the farmers have to be between 18 and 35 years of age. The three events include the Achievement Award, which competitors are judged on their farm operation and growth, the financial progress of their operation, and their Farm Bureau and community leadership. 
The Excellence in Agriculture Award spotlights young farmer members who are enthusiastic but have not yet earned a majority of their income from an own production agricultural enterprise in any of the past three years. Those who are evaluated are looked at on the understanding of agricultural issues, leadership experiences, and achievement. Finally, there is the Discussion Meet. This is an activity designed to build crucial skills in young active farmers. By participating, they can build basic discussion skills, develop a keen understanding of important agricultural issues, and explore how groups can pool knowledge to reach consensus and solve problems. Farm Bureau strength depends on its members' ability to analyze issues as well as deciding on solutions that best meet their needs. Applications need to be completed online. All supporting information, including the description of each award and the prizes, is available on the New York Farm Bureau website. Just look for it under the Young Farmers and Ranchers page. The deadline to apply is July 17th. The winners will then be announced this December at the New York Farm Bureau State Annual Meeting in Buffalo. All three winners will receive a trip to compete in January at the AFBF National Convention, which will be held in Puerto Rico. That's it for this week's New York Farm Bureau News Bites. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned for next week. And as always, remember to thank a farmer for all that they do.